and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and with approximately 20% of suckler herds operating an autumn calving system, I'm joined by Chagas advisor Ashley Malloy with some key tips on managing calving this autumn. Ashley, a number of farmers you're working with operate an autumn calving herd. Why is autumn calving appealing to some farmers? A lot of farmers that I have might be producing weanlings for export and really at the time that they're born in autumn and then you're selling them the following August or September, um, it, it's a good time for them. Um, some of them have our spring and autumn calving, so they might be calving up to 100 suckler cows a year. So to allow for, for facilities and workload really, they might split calving um, between the spring and the autumn. Another number would be working off farm, whether that's part-time or full-time. And sometimes it might be a quieter time of the year with work-wise for them and um, it suits that way. Or for others then, they might be breeding pedigree bulls and they want to be selling them at about a year and a half. So the autumn calving really suits them then. And, you know, they're getting calves kind of straight out to grass and there's less um, health issues there when they're out grazing before they go into sheds then over the winter. That's great, Ashley. And autumn calving is known as a high-cost system. How can costs be managed best in this system? Yeah, so I suppose the, the big thing, if you're producing calves at this time of the year, like with any beef breeding system, you need to be using good genetics to get your excellent growth potential and to have your good milky cows and be matching a bull to them, that'll suit. Um, a big thing with the autumn calving, again, like spring calving as well, is having your cows in the right condition of calving. This is so important because if they're they're too fat, you're going to have issues. And if they're they're too skinny, you're going to have issues there as well and that they won't be producing enough milk and they'll be they're ener- eating into their energy reserves. Um, getting them to, to grass early in the spring, so getting the calves out early is a huge thing as well. And um, that, again, you can maximise their growth potential as cheap as possible. And one of the major things with an autumn calving system is that the silage quality has to be super, like there is no other way around it. It needs to be 72 DMD plus um, to, to make sure that the cows stay milking well over winter. Um, another side of things will be good ventilation in sheds as well and having good biosecurity to reduce any any health risks so really it comes back to you need to have your nutrition right your breeding right the health right and keep an eye on them costs as well and be monitoring them every year to make sure um that you could be reducing them in areas if possible at all. Ashling, you mentioned body condition score is very important particularly keeping cows fit and not fat before calving whether it's spring or autumn calving how can farmers manage the cow's body condition score in the lead up to calving? Yeah, so typically at this time of the year, cows are going to be at grass anyway. Um, so it, it leaves it, I suppose, a bit more simpler to, to restrict the either the amount of grass they're getting or the quality of grass they're getting. And this can be done by increasing the stocking rate or even if the cows are following the younger stock on the farm. Um, particularly useful as well because they can graze kind of your rougher, older paddocks and they're really useful for cleaning out. They don't take as much um, or they won't eat as much, I suppose, as, as a milking cow at this time of the year. Um, and by controlling the grazing index intakes, it'll stop the, the cows from gaining excessive body condition pre-calving. So it's very important to stay on top of that. And they should be ideally around a body condition score of about three. What would be important minerals in the common weeks prior to calving? Yeah, so you're looking at your magnesium, your phosphorus, selenium and iodine are the two, are the four very most important ones. Um, it's important to pre- feed pre-calve or before calving and this can be done through minerals in the water um, you can give boluses as well and that will cover trace elements but it's not actually covering the major elements um, molasses buckets would be popular on a lot of the farm uh, farms that I'd be dealing with as well and um, sometimes they can be used in the carrier ration as well so the important thing really is just to watch the feeding rate and to weigh it out if necessary 
Um, and then the like grass and silage are going to provide plenty of calcium, phosphorus and sodium. And um, magnesium is an important one to watch as well, just during risk periods for grass tetany. And what measures could farmers put in place to reduce issues with milk fever? So with milk fever, that happens when the calcium levels drop in the cow. Um, the first few days of lactation, the demand tends to be quite high on her and it exceeds the body's ability to actually mobilise the calcium reserves that she'd have stored there. So again, this comes back to body condition scoring as well. Um, ideally, if you reduce the calcium intake before calving and avoid any oral calcium going into them as well, a good quality dry cow mineral that's high in magnesium with no added calcium is ideal. And um, if you're feeding forage, ideally, whether it's grass or silage, that it's low in potassium and just to avoid lush grass um, and grass maybe that has maybe muriate of potash or straight case spread on it um, in the last number of, of weeks or months. You mentioned earlier there the importance of managing labour on farms. Should farmers be calving cows indoors or outdoors during the period? Yeah, so personally, um, I think it really depends on the farmer themselves and the setup that they have there. Um, like obviously outdoors is absolutely brilliant if you shelter paddocks there, if you've access to shed and yards, good infrastructure in place like a passageway up and you've paddocks that you can manage them. Um, and obviously the weather has to be quite good for that as well. Um, so if the, some people don't really have a choice and they could be indoors, it's easier to keep an eye on them from a labour point of view with your calving cameras. And then obviously if the weather is bad as well, um, it, it helps to have them inside for, for both the cow and the farmer themselves. But um, I suppose, it, again, it's it back to the, the farming situation. And like the if they're outdoor, you're saving on your silage and your bedding as well, which is also saving work. But typically a kind of combination of both works. So maybe that they're out of grass by day and back in the sheds then at night to keep, keep an eye on the cameras. That's great, Ashling. And a quarter of farm accidents occur that are livestock related and health and safety at calving is essential. What should farmers keep in mind when calving cows this autumn? Yeah, so I suppose, Catherine, the big thing is is minimising contact between the farmer and the animals. So whether that's done through good electric fences if they're out in paddocks uh, or having gates um, in sheds or barriers there as well. And like, you know, there's plenty of cows on farms that are pure pets and then it comes to calving and their hormone levels are just all over the place. So you can't trust any of them. And all it takes is one split second for that to go wrong. So the big thing is to have um, good facilities there to stay safe and to get plenty of sleep as well, because sometimes if you're up calving cows all night or, you know, you've one sick calf, you, you forget how much work actually goes into one particular animal. And um, if, you know, if you're asleep at all or if you're not sleeping properly, um, you, you'll miss, you could be missing something that's there. So just to, to stay on top of that and look after yourself as well. Very important points, Ashley. And I suppose really we're focusing on calving, but really post calving, how should cows be managed in advance of breeding? Yeah, so this is very important, especially coming into the winter as well. Um, so ideally, they'd be turned out, the cows and calves would be turned out together after calving um, and make sure that the calf is suckling. So maybe if they're just on their paddock, in a paddock on their own for a day or two. Um, after that, they can join the rest of the bunch, um, the group. And if, if there's cows there that have high milk potential or there might be possible issues with mastitis, it's important that they um, graze kind of bare covers maybe for the first couple of days. And then they can move into to good grass at the bigger bunch then at that stage. And finally, Ashley, what final tips have you for farmers operating an autumn calving system? So the, the most important thing, I think, in, in any calving system, again, whether it's spring or autumn, but particularly for autumn, is having that cow in the right body condition score a calving. Um, fit but not fat, as you said earlier, Catherine. Um, secondly, is to be very mindful of health and safety. 
So, you know, have your facilities in place, have your products there, have a plan, have the equipment there to hand, have a phone with you if you need to ring the vet or if you need to ring somebody for help as well and not to take any chances. And thirdly, to keep cows close to the yard or to fill it to facilities in sheds, excuse me, um, so that they, you know it's handy enough to help them if they have any issues at calving. That's great, Ashling. Thanks very much. No problem. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Ashling for joining me on the show. For more information, you can listen back to earlier episodes with Fish Tommy Heffernan, and you'll find the link in the show notes. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie. Or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.